Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We're four marriage and sex bloggers. Discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. We're back with another episode, but I need to let you know that today we are missing Bonnie Burns, missing her a lot, but uh, we do still have me, Jay Parker, and Gay Christmas, and Chris Taylor here today to chat with y'all. There is some really bad sex advice out there, mostly because the people giving the advice really don't know better themselves, and today we're going to be sharing with you the worst sex advice we've personally received But we'll also share the best sex advice we've received. So I want to make clear that we're not here to bash individuals or sources, but simply point out some of the bad advice floating around out there and why you shouldn't follow it, as well as the best of the best. So let's get started, ladies. What is the worst sex tip you have gotten either from a resource or an individual? Well, one of the things that I remember reading when I was struggling with sex was something along the lines of... All it takes is 10 minutes in lube, so why not just do it? On one hand, there is some wisdom in that, and I've probably said that to some people, but it just sends so many messages about sex being for your husband and not for you, that it's okay if you're not aroused before you start to have sex, so you just use the artificial lubrication. It just, it's so man-centered and dismissive of wives, and it doesn't say that sex is a good thing to invite women, you know, it doesn't invite us to do something other than just get it over with. I don't think that's a good message. Yeah, there's like no mutuality in that. And it's very, it's very much the duty sex perspective. And we don't don't mean that you can't use lube when you're having sex. You certainly (laughs) can use lube, but as a process where you're exploring enjoyment for both you and your husband, not just as a facilitator to get it over with. Well, it's kind of the way it's worded. It's not just like that, hey, quickies and lube are good, which true, but it is like you said, Chris, it's worded in a way that's dismissive of women's sexuality and what would actually be arousing and pleasurable and satisfying to her. Quickies and lube can be like a fast food hamburger. Like it's fun (laughs) once in a while, but it's not really good as a steady diet. And that should not be your main diet, folks. (laughs) Yeah. So the worst one I have come up with is actually, was actually given to me by my obstetrician at the time. So this was after the birth of my first son and I was experiencing an enormous amount of pain trying to have sex again. And it was really genuinely awful. And, um, and I like sex. I mean, I am a, was motivated to get back into experiencing physical intimacy with my husband. But I, when I saw her for the follow-up and I told her that it was hurting, she essentially told me to have sex anyway. She mm. said, well... Yeah, it's going to hurt that first time. You just you just have to deal with it. And I was like the worst <sighs> advice ever. Because first of all, sex is not supposed to be painful. Not like that for sure. And 
secondly, it overlooked that I had a real problem. It actually took me two more visits to the doctor's office, one seeing her and then finally seeing the nurse practitioner who examined me and said, oh, yeah, I can see what the problem is. You are extremely low on estrogen. And she prescribed estrogen cream and that like resolved the problem. But it was like so I endured more pain than I needed to. And I felt guilt because I couldn't get back in there. And thankfully, I had a husband who was like, okay, no, we're not doing this. Um, you're, you're crying. <laughs> we're not yeah. doing this. Because mm-hmm. I was like, no, she says it's going to hurt. And we'll just have to get through it. And he was like, no, I don't care. We're what not a doing good that. guy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what horrible advice. I had bad advice from a doctor once, too. I went and said, I'm having a hard time getting interested in sex. And, and my husband's frustrated. And she said, well, you just you need to figure it out because that'll keep your husband happy. And you just don't want him upset, which that bothered me. But then she said, just get a vibrator and take a vacation as though that was <laughs> the package solution to my problem. And then I was so offended by that that I didn't go back to the gynecologist for eight years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. yeah I, I had the gynecologist tell me after my first child, you know, well, sex will be painful for a couple of weeks because I, you know, had some, you know, stitching and whatever, you know, and it was like six months. And so, of course, I thought there was something wrong with me, but there wasn't. I just think doctors, especially surgeons, are sometimes overly optimistic. So even though we often recommend that you see a doctor for something that might be a medical problem, every doctor is not the right doctor for you. And if you don't get help from one doctor, you may have to see a different one. Yeah, I have told many women, you need to be an advocate for your health, including your sexual health. And if you're not getting answers for real problems, then it's time to see someone else. And I want to say that some of the worst sex advice I've heard has come from people in the church. I mean, the whole 10 minutes in lube thing was from a Christian source. I've also heard in some Christian sources, the whole thing about just never say no to your husband. And I understand the heart behind it, but it just, it just seems like that just makes sex is all about the husband and as though you're sinning if you are really tired and just can't get into it. Yeah. And I have a problem with that too. So what's the worst advice you've received, Gay? It's if it's good for your husband, it should be good for you. And I think the idea behind that is the whole, again, somebody said earlier, it's very man-centric. The idea is that sex is about how the man experiences it. And so it just should automatically be the same for women. And we know that it's not. It's very, very different for many women. And so... A lot of women hear a message that if you just do kind of the basic things that are good for your husband and he has an orgasm, then, hey, you'll have an orgasm too and it'll be great for you. But that isn't true. Very often you have to do specific things that allow the woman's sexuality to sort of grow grow and come (laughs) into its own. And, you know, and it's different from often it's different from what's good for her husband. I mean, I was an adult, like well into married life before I actually grasped that that advice was incorrect, which is kind of pathetic, but there you go. 
<laughs> so all of our all of our listeners out there, we I know we have a lot of more more newly married listeners. You won't have to go through so much of your marriage. That's right. That's right. right. <laughs> yes, yes. You won't be messed up like me. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually brings me right into the next question I had, which was uh, taking a more positive perspective. How do we correct the record? Like, how do we react in the moment when we encounter bad advice? Well, you know, as bloggers, we could all just write a post about it if we, <laughs> if we wanted. I've got a re- lot of posts based on bad advice that's out there. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, when I've heard bad advice in person, I usually just say something like, well, my experience has been a little different from that. I don't want to be dismissive of the bad advice because it might come from a source that is very respected by the person and I don't want to get into that battle but to just say my experience has been a little bit different shows that there might be other ways of looking at it. Mm-hmm. I think for our listeners if they get advice and they're not sure if it's bad advice or good advice they're going to have to do their own research. I mean they're going to have to look at blogs that they trust like ours. Um, of course. You know and you know, we all have books that we recommend on our sites. I mean, I think sometimes people are going to have to research it and say, you know, is that really true? That doesn't really ring true to me. Or maybe you have some advice, you try it, it doesn't work for you. Then instead of thinking, which a lot of women tend to think, oh, well, there must be something wrong with me. But to say instead, let me go research this and see if this advice was actually good or not. I think we also need to understand that any resource is not going to be 100% for you. True. So when you come across something, it may have some good advice in some areas and some advice that's either bad generally, or it's just bad for you. And we have to be able to sort of filter that out. And not even all Christian sources are going to be good or good for you. I mean, we all could easily name other Christian marriage writers whose advice we don't always agree with. You know, you may have to look at more than one source. If you're also in a circle talking to women, because I we, we talked about this last time about having friends that you talk about your intimacy with respectfully, but sometimes these things come up in those conversations. And I find also asking some questions can create conversations of thinking about this. Like, huh, well, that's interesting, but it makes it sound like sex is really for your husband. Like, what do you think about that? Or, you know, getting people to actually think more deeply about what they've said and are they missing some important piece? And sometimes even just to say, well, what else have you tried? If somebody says, this is the advice I got and it didn't work, well, what else have you tried? Just sends a message that there might be other choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all true. Okay, well, we're going to get around to the best sex advice we've ever received. But first, we're going to tell you a little something about our sponsor. This is Jay Parker. I want to tell you about our new affiliation with Faithful Counseling. We've talked on our podcast about how counseling can help many wives and couples, but that depends on getting a counselor who is well-qualified, Christian, and right for you. Faithful Counseling is a service that assesses your needs, matches you to a licensed mental health professional who is also a practicing Christian, and provides a platform for professional counseling done securely online. I've had both good and bad counseling experiences in my past, 
So I tried out a month of therapy with Faithful Counseling, and I cannot speak highly enough for my experience. I was matched with a great counselor who spoke to both my emotional health and my spiritual well-being. But if I hadn't gotten a right match, Faithful Counseling makes it easy and free to change counselors. Sessions are typically more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Get started within minutes at getfaithful.com slash for Christian wives. That's F-O-R Christian wives. Using our link, you can get a special offer with 10% off your first month. That's getfaithful.com slash for Christian wives, direct link in our show notes. Okay, we are back. So here we are with this question. What all of our listeners have been waiting for. What is the best sex tip you've ever gotten from some resource or someone? Don't worry about what anyone else will think. I don't know how many times I've heard women say things like, but what would my grandmother think if she knew that I, you know, gave my husband a blowjob or whatever? <laughs> and I think, well, it's not like anybody else is watching and it's between you and your husband to determine what's right and what works for you. And so, yeah, the best advice I've ever heard was don't be worrying about what anybody else is thinking or would think about what you and your husband do in the privacy of your bedroom. What would the pastor's wife think? <laughs> well, maybe no. she's doing the same thing. I know. The one I hear all the time, too, is like, what would your kids think? And I'm like, you know what? My kids, kids can go entertain themselves and we'll entertain ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> what the kids don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's no specific shared here, but this is your sexual intimacy, not theirs. All right. You got one, Gay? You should talk with your husband about sex and keep talking about it and keep sorting things out. I know I've said this before, but. <laughs> no, it's a great one, though. You know, I, I might have written a whole book about that. You might have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. <laughs> you know, because you and your husband are likely to be very different and because the prevailing wisdom is often focused on the husband, you know, in order for the two of you to move forward and have more intimacy and have it be fun and meaningful to you, also, you're going to have to talk about it. So you're going to have to bring up things you're thinking, things you would like to try, questions you want to discuss together, and you're going to have to do it more than once. And I have seen this in my own marriage where, you know, there was an issue related to sex that I had to bring up multiple times before we got it sorted out. And it was aggravating to me over time. <laughs> but my husband, he just, did, for a long time, he did not understand. You know, it wasn't that he was trying to be difficult. He didn't understand my perspective. And so we had to keep talking about it. And we were able to, like, overcome and move past that. Yeah, you, I think you just have to be willing, which is hard, to say what you're thinking, say what you need, and kind of keep a conversation going. Yeah, I also noticed that when I have read different things about sexual intimacy, particularly when they are, you know, the husband this or the wife this, that it's been really good for me to have a conversation with my husband and ask if something is true for him. Because I think we can also find some advice that, again, may be good advice, but it's not applicable to your specific situation. Like I know that some things have been recommended for how to respond to your husband sexually that would not work in my house with my particular husband and his personality. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to ask those questions and to be able to talk about it. 
Yeah, I have to say there was um, one time I read a blog post and the writer happened to say all husbands are like this. And if he says he's not, he's lying. And mm -hmm. I kind of made the assumption that that was true for my husband and responded with that perspective. And finally, he said, well, what's going on? And I told him what I'd read. And he said, but that's not me. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't just bothered to ask my husband, is this true for you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably if anybody says all women this or all men that, you really <laughs> want to check into that because Red as flag. we know, you know, as we know, women's sexuality can vary a lot and men's sexuality can vary a lot. That's entirely true. That's such an important one. So my best tip is actually about confidence. I think someone basically told me that confidence is sexy. This is actually, honestly, it was a man who told me this, who was a male friend before I got married, but he talked to me about how, he was talking to me about how men think and how confidence itself is sexy. But I started realizing that it was actually something that was good for me, regardless of what impression it made on him. When I struggled with my body image or with how I looked while I was making love, because at first I was very self-conscious about, oh my gosh, my face is contorting when, or this or that, or I must look horrible or this angle. I just embraced that idea of just being confident with my husband in the bedroom. And it has helped me feel freer to really enjoy the sexual experience with him. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. I think that confidence is sexy. I mean, I've written about and talking about body image. I mean, confidence is just attractive. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when you think about people who you think are attractive, it is not always the most physically beautiful or handsome people. It's people with confidence, you know, kind, you know, all the all of those things. And I do think that definitely carries over in the bedroom. And it's something you have to work on. I mean, it for a lot of women, it won't come easily. It's something you will have to be intentional about. Yeah, I mean, I have had to remind myself, listen, your husband chose you. He mm -hmm. thinks you're beautiful. So own well, it. And I think about times when I have not been as confident in the bedroom, how much of my husband's attention has to go on consoling me or reassuring me instead of enjoying and pleasing me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he, it takes some of the burden off him if I go into it knowing, knowing that I'm confident. Yeah. And I, I found myself when I struggled with confidence at times, I've been unwilling to do things that would enhance the experience for both of us. And again, it kind of goes back to what you said, Chris, of, you know, not worrying what others will think of you. Sometimes the person we have to worry about is ourselves and how we can true. overly judge ourselves. So that getting past true. that and just be confident, be who you are in the bedroom. All right. I think we had a lot of good advice in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, if our listeners want some more great advice, we actually have several webinars you should check out. We've already aired five webinars that have replays available for purchase, but we also have an upcoming webinar in October. And what is that on, Chris? Orgasm. So please Ooh. come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was perfect. So with that, we're going to link to all of that in our show notes to make sure you don't miss out. And thanks for joining us again on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. <laughs>